Welcome to the One Life Maps podcast. Here's your host and co-author of Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story, Sharon Swing. Greetings, everyone. This is Sharon Swing. So glad to have a friend and Listen to My Life facilitator and more, Teresa McCloy, with us today. And uh, we want to have a conversation about what she's up to in her coaching business and also about Listen to My Life in the midst of that and many other things. So, Teresa, welcome. Thank you so much, Sharon. It's great to be here with this audience. Yes, absolutely. So tell me how you like to be introduced these days. Well, that's a great question. So uh, as she said, I'm Teresa McCloy. I live here in Southern Illinois, and I work as an executive coach. Uh, and I'm also the creator of what we call the real life process. So over the last two or three years, I've come up with my own uh, framework that I love to walk people through using tools such as maps and other things. And so just thrilled to be on the journey to walk with people as a coach and a spiritual director and, and all kinds of different things. So that's kind of me. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And I know that we met quite a few years back when your life looked a little different, but you were going through spiritual direction training at the time. I was. I was doing a training actually with Sybil Towner through Sustainable Faith and felt like that was the direction that I would uh, move into when I left the ministry space. I was in full-time ministry then, but God had other plans and really knew that uh, I just had a different motion and movement. I also work with a tool of the Enneagram, and as I discovered more about myself through some of those tools, I just realized I was a little bit more forward-moving type. And with my entrepreneurial background and some other things, that coaching felt like the right space for me. So I went and did that training with a Christian coaching organization. And, and now through the ICF, you know, trained as an ACC certified coach and just love working in that space. What is it about coaching that lights you up? Hmm, I think it's when a client has that aha moment. And they leave a call, they come to a call many times, you know, whether it's a 30 minute or 60 minute call. Um, and they're a little bit sped up. <laughs> they're a little bit like frantic and coming in all those places. And they leave with peace and clarity and not because of anything I've done, because I always think the answer is within the person. So asking those great questions and just letting them uh, pull that forth is it, just so fun to me and so exciting to see uh, what clarity it brings for them to go back out into the world in a different way. Yeah, I think the, the joy of asking the question, of listening well enough to um, not only the client, but also um, to God in the process to be able to just hear those, get a sense that maybe a phrasing of a question or the right next question, that you're not sure exactly where it's going to go, but you somehow sense you're in the flow of it. And there is, I know, you know, your coach as well. And um, there's a flow to working with a client, you know, in, in, um, and a framework, <laughs> I love frameworks. There's a framework to working with the client. There's that not moving too quickly past the exploration part. 
which was something I had to work on, even in my own forward moving way, like, let's get to the answer, right? Let's get to the, to the next steps and, and to really sit in that open space of just the not knowing for a while. Um, I'm much more comfortable in that than I was when first started, right? Because we're trained and we have knowledge, but all three centers of our intelligence aren't really in it yet until we kind of move into that and let the client just be in the messy middle for a little bit. And that's fun. Yeah, that space of unknowing and getting comfortable with it seems to be a huge piece of maturing as a coach and a listener Mm -hmm. and especially as a spiritual director. But that, um, but it being okay to not know mm-hmm. is not necessarily um, where people think they're supposed to be, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think that's something too that is fun as you develop a relationship with a client over a period of time and you work with them longer and they get okay with it being uncomfortable. Because when they're first new and, and you're just starting out, that not knowing piece is a place where many people haven't been, whether they're spiritual direction or coaching or kind of a combination of two or um, learning to sit in that space and hold that space is, is messy. You know, it's a little bit uncomfortable, but then as clients get used to that and as they develop that relationship with you, I actually think that's the comfort that comes is here's somewhere I can bring my mess and just kind of figure it out. And uh, yeah, I don't even have to leave with all the answers yet. Yeah, creating a safe space for people to feel vulnerable enough to not know. I mean, we're in a society that somehow we think we're supposed to know mm-hmm. all kinds of things, but mm-hmm. there's a life skill involved in being comfortable with the not knowing. Mm-hmm. I remember one time, I, can't, I can remember where I was standing and uh, in, in the kitchen in our house, and all, and I remember it kind of exclaiming to no one in particular um, that there was an internal dialogue going on, but the external, <laughs> my external voice said, "When did I get so darn comfortable with ambiguity?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, and to realize that most of life is spent there. Mm-hmm. And it's a normal part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. And sometimes God isn't ready to give us the quick answers because there's something else going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something else we need to learn or notice or sit with, be with. There's more to come that we don't know yet. And uh, that's the beauty. I love, I love the work that I'm doing right now in, in that. And... Yeah, just being with people in that way, and it, it, it is, it's joyful work. It is joyful work in the midst of that. So you uh, really do a lot of work with the Enneagram in the midst of the real life process, and you do some productivity work mm-hmm. in the midst of it as well. So tell me about the Enneagram and productivity and what those two frameworks combined start to do. Well, that's a great question because I wasn't sure myself for a while and, you know, how we take all types of life skills and things that we've learned along the way and make it our own. And that's what the real life process became for me. And I had people at one season in my life, I was walking through some very difficult 
uh, seasons of life, our son at that point in time was struggling deeply with addiction. And we were just doing, I was doing a lot of soul searching. And the question that even people would say, because I was still being very productive and in the work that I was doing, and they were like, how are you doing in this in your real life? Mm-hmm. And that word just stuck with me. Uh, we talk a lot about productivity and we talk a lot about how busy we are, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, a phrase I use many times is forget productivity and do what matters. Like it's not about how productive we are. And so as I learned more about the Enneagram, I'm a type three on the Enneagram. If you're, if you're familiar at all, uh, it's sometimes described as the performer. It's sometimes described as very effective and efficient. So I see things through a very productive lens. The achiever sometimes. The achiever. Yeah. That's another word for it. And so I'm an achiever by nature. And so people would see me achieving, doing lots of things, but yet also holding this kind of crisis that was going on in our family at the same time. And even when our son passed away in 2017 uh, from an overdose of addiction, people were like, how are you holding this space? And it was because of the depth and the work that God had had me do to know my real self well. Mm -hmm. So many times our process is drawn out in a triangle that the foundation of knowing yourself, and I'm so grateful and thankful for the work that I did, you know, in the years leading up to losing our son, because that work made me able to live my real life during that time and still see the value and the worth. So we call it the foundation in the triangles, knowing your real self, and then you can live your real life. You can move into the productivity. You can move into uh, how am I going to manage my days? And then the top of the triangle, the third piece at the top is I can do my best real work. But for me, pre 2015, 2014, 2013, that triangle was upside down. So think of the width of the triangle being at the top now, and there's this little bitty tiny piece of the triangle down at the bottom. And so it's teetering Mm -hmm. and work is big. Life is in the middle and real self is the very small bottom of it. And that's never a firm foundation, (laughs) You know, and so flipping that upside down and saying, no matter who I am, I know whose I am. (laughs) And then I can live my best real life and do my best real work. That's the process. And we have ways, we have four steps that we walk people through. And so the- Hold on before you make a transition here. Yeah. I'm so deeply sorry for your loss. Thank you. So deeply sorry. Thank you very much Mm -hmm. for that acknowledgement of that space. It is, um, it is a club that nobody wants to join. That's for sure. No. So I know that that affects your work quite deeply. It does deeply. It even affects, and we probably don't have time to go into that whole story today, but the reason my business, I'll say it in a nutshell, is called the real life process is if you know the story of the Velveteen Rabbit. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> why quote. don't you give us the, give the listeners a 
the summary mm-hmm. of, of yeah, that. Here's, I think I know here, where you're going with this part. Here's the quote. Once you become real, you can never be ugly again. And my son was given that story twice in recovery from two different counselors in two different ways. And it was actually the story. And if the listeners want to go YouTube it, um, there's a beautiful reading of the book on YouTube. And it was actually the story that we shared at my son's funeral mm-hmm. is that once you become real, you can never be ugly again. So that phrase of being real has deep, deep meaning to me. In fact, my good friend and yours as well, Sybil Towner, gave me a rock that's in the shape of a heart that has that on it from a good friend of hers who does these beautiful artwork, ink drawings. It's one of my most precious gifts that sits in our home. And that's just a phrase that has stuck with me through that of, you know, my son's journey to become real, my own journey to become real through the lens of who God sees me, not the false self of what I can say that I am. So the Enneagram is one tool along with maps um, that were a huge part of my story back in 2015, 2016, when I was actually doing that uh, spiritual direction training, walked through those maps with Sybil, attended several of the workshops and trainings that you all had in Chicago and different things because it was just a way for me to process my story. And the story was deep and it was hard. It was difficult. But um, that that discovering of real self really gives us that passion then to bring the best of the work that I do now into the world as a coach, Mm. to be able to be productive and plan my time differently. Uh, So I do a lot with people on planning out their days and uh, time blocking their days in a certain way that's very much in a spiritual practice way Mm -hmm. uh, with different types of time blocking. And so we're now calling the real life process kind of our tagline for it is a a modern day rule of life. Mm -hmm. It really is helping people. Entrepreneurs is who we work with a lot. Small business owners that work at that pace. That was my story. Just that pace. It's all around productivity. How can I do this differently? Yeah. And I remember in the Velveteen Rabbit, it's uh, the the rabbit gets all his fur loved off. (laughs) He does. (laughs) He does. There's just so many beautiful stories in that story. And strangely enough, I was not super familiar with it. It wasn't a story I knew well, but it was a story that two different uh, recovery counselors that my son had felt like God gave them to give to my son. And through that story, I really do believe that he found his faith and he found his worth um, in that story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What a beautiful tribute. Your work in that way as well. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. And getting your fur loved off is definitely... uh, (laughs) Not, 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 not an easy process, but getting down to the, to the beauty of the true self, even if it's kind of naked and raw in the midst of it all. Yeah. And we, we need to pause many times people that are very driven, that are very, um, you know, leading a business, 
small business owners or people that are starting a business and have that entrepreneurial dream, um, doing that deeper work is a little bit difficult and a little bit scary. And so discovering that real self piece, you know, Enneagrams, maps, uh, other values, needs work that we do, it takes some time, you know, it doesn't, <laughs> as the, the skin horse, you know, it, it rubs off slowly and, and it, it's over a process of time. But once people see that, no, I want to live from this place, mm-hmm. ah, the work that then I think they have to do has a different calling and a different meaning because we're not defined. I don't know about you, but most of the time when we introduce ourselves, right, it's like, hi, I mean, you just asked me, you know, introduce yourself hi, my name is, and then the next thing we go to is, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really love to flip that and say, you know, what would it be like if we didn't introduce ourselves by what we did? <laughs> mm-hmm. And who were we defined by in our career, but more who we are and who we're being. So yes. that that's the beauty of what I really want to bring to the world through the coaching and the work that we do at the real life process. Yeah. It's, it's the better question is what matters to you <laughs> or you know, mm-hmm. what matters the most to you. I mm-hmm. love that uh, so much when we change the questions and it, in a social setting, I, I love being able to ask that question uh, it takes people off guard. Some people would just rather like, wait, 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 wait. I'm not ready to go deep. I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's fine. You know, whatever. Right. right. <laughs> it's fine. But, it is. It's a, it can be a deep, it can be deep waters, right? To go. Right. So starting with what, the, with, with who you are and what matters and then moving to how am I going to organize my days around what matters most? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, a, that's, that is, uh, there's beauty in the, in the thought process in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. Is there anything about um, the Enneagram uh, that, that really helps people to unlock some of that, what matters? Yeah, I, I believe there is because um, I always say the Enneagram is a tool, you know, and, and it's going to be a tool that once we learn it, And once we discover our type, I love to look at the Enneagram through what we call the Harmony Triad model. So we're not just sitting in, you know, that particular type, but we're connected head, heart, gut connections. So three centers of intelligence. I think those are really important because you usually have one of those three. It could be your home type. I call it your home base. It could be your home type, or it could be one of the other two that you're connected to that's sometimes not being accessed Mm -hmm. as much. And I really, the term I use and talk about a lot is living full circle. So we're living in head, heart, gut connection, Mm -hmm. uh, checking in with all three of those places. So when we come to, for example, decisions of how I'm going to spend my time, you know, uh, what am I going to work on next? You know, what, what matters to me in the day? We use four types of time blocking. We call it a present block. That's my self-care and soul care piece. So if I'm an Enneagram who's a very forward-moving type, such as a three or a seven or an eight, you know, I could forget that I need 
self-care and soul care. I'm the one who automatically opens up my email and starts checking my email as soon as I get out of bed. Maybe even before I get out of bed, I'm looking at my phone and planning my calendar and doing that invitation. Using my own harmony, I would say to move to the nine. How can I find peace in a present block that I've put into my day and that I've set aside 30 to 45 minutes to be in that space, which mm-hmm. is going to make me move totally differently throughout the day, especially yeah. if I do it first thing in the day. Yeah. I think like uh, I, I had two coaching calls just before we started recording this mm-hmm. and um, one Enneagram four um, with a five wing. And mm-hmm. it was interesting because I'd ask her how she felt and she'd say, well, I think, and, and it was just a instinctive mm-hmm. piece of it. And on some of the lingering questions, because the, my life now map that you've, that you use and that you've referred to as maps um, previously in this conversation, that my life now map has this lingering question mm-hmm. in it. And it, um, it's an interesting thing that shifts during the process of doing all eight of the maps for many people. And a lot of times they find out that the question that they have been asking is not exactly it. It's not the true reflection of what they really want Mm. or want to know Mm -hmm. in the midst of it. And this idea that um, this particular person was, was referring to was um, she was looking for answers. She was, and and she was actually talking about the next certification she wanted to get Mm -hmm. and, and all, which was Mm -hmm. predictable in some ways for, for, for someone that's oriented in that direction, but the kind of peace and belonging and joy she's looking for aren't something she's going to be able to think her way into. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where our conversation went in the midst of this. And I'm wondering if you often find that where we're stuck sometimes is because we're overusing our strength or mm-hmm. our, our a, type, a, right? Our type mm-hmm. in a way that, that keeps the other, that keeps us from being able to access what we really want. And so I have this little exercise that I teach my clients to do that we teach our facilitators to use. And it's really simple. It's the word now. And so three letters, notice, you know, what's going on in me, notice, you know, so whatever it is, notice, you know, what's my resistance to moving on to the next thing? What's my resistance in this relationship? Or maybe even noticing something very positive, you know, I'm just noticing it. And then open is the O, open to all three centers. So many times if it's a decision or resistance or conflict or something, it's how can I open to all three centers? What's my head telling me? And heart and gut. And my, what's my gut telling me? What's my body feeling right now? Am I having you know, am I upset about this? Does my stomach say something? Am I tense in my shoulder? You know, just the notice and open to the body and then to the heart. So head, heart, gut, openness. And then the W is give a whole self response. So instead of responding 
overthinking is what you were just describing, like going to, well, if I just knew enough, if I just knew more, if I just had this, then that would, you know, is that what I really need? Do I need that? You know, so now I'm starting to process from all three centers rather than just from my type. Hmm. It's almost a, a saying that, that, that there are parts of us that need to be listened to. Absolutely. And, and that is a, um, we think of ourselves as one being and we wouldn't necessarily want to think ourselves as <laughs> of ourselves as, as three people, but it's only, it, we have a committee, we have an mm-hmm. internal committee mm-hmm. and, and we do and, and certain members of that committee that get silenced. Right. Right. And scripture tells us in many places with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. So, you know, it's not just, well, whatever your heart tells you to do, go do it. Cause you know, we follow our emotions. Sometimes it'll get us in trouble. Or if we've shut down our emotions and not checked in with them, that could get us in trouble and, and make us act in a way that really isn't from our whole self. Mm-hmm. So as I say, when I share this little now acronym with people, I say, this could be a 30 second to 45 second process, or it could be a four day discernment. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's the both and, uh, it can be something that you're naturally like, okay, that really got me to a place that I noticed, you know, this phone call, whatever it is, you know, took me somewhere I didn't want to go. How can I breathe through that? How can I check in with all three? And do I even need to respond or is my whole self response to not respond? Or is this something that I'm discerning? So I want to check in with all three centers. That's Mm -hmm. using your best real self. And for people that are leading others, especially, you know, or, or leading themselves and growing a business, that's the space I kind of work in is entrepreneurial. I work with a lot of coaches that are growing coaching businesses. I work with a lot of uh, small business owners here in my local community. And so um, they feel very alone sometimes. So just having someone to run things by and work with and because they're the leader of maybe a team of four, you know, Mm -hmm. or something. And so it's like very alone. So learning a practice of, whew, okay, how can I check in with all of me and not leave anything behind? Because I think it's a gift that God has given us that we have a body response. I was very disconnected from what my body was telling me many times. Um, and for, for reasons that were a part of my story, but I was just very disconnected that plus, and I, I don't mind sharing this. My son was, um, a very, um, adaptive body space type as a type eight and was very much on the, the dark side of his eight when he was struggling as an addiction. So I moved away from that. You know what I'm saying? I like, Ooh, body that that's hard for me. Um, that was part of my story and my own recovery, uh, as him and I both did our recovery work together. Mm. (laughs) I always say I was in recovery as much as he was, um, for my codependency and some of the patterns of behaviors that myself and my husband had, which very naturally happens when you're walking in that story. And so, um, you know, you just have to notice those things, be now, be present in the now, is why I choose that acronym. So just give the brief overview of now once again, sure. because I think people are going to want to remember this. Sure. Notice is the N. Notice 
what's going on, what just happened, identify it, open to all three centers, head, heart, gut, that comes from the Enneagram, and then give a whole self response if one is needed. So that's the W. Mm-hmm. So that integrated response mm-hmm. and thoughtful response. <laughs> Hopefully so, so yes. <laughs> yes. And I mean, as, as coaches, we well know that even if you're not talking about story work directly, you're always talking about story work mm-hmm. um, in terms mm-hmm. of just we bring from our past the fears and triggers and patterns and mm-hmm. all kinds of things are 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 rushing forward all to sway us. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah. I would say then, Sharon, for those that might be listening as a spiritual director, as a coach to the podcast, you can walk someone through that too. You know, what are you noticing? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can turn it into a questions for them mm-hmm. to get, to help slow people down. What are you noticing? Because you can tell when someone's triggered sometimes is the language we use or something's coming up from the past or they're stopping really quickly in the conversation or whatever. So Mm -hmm. you can use that now acronym with someone, even a spiritual friend. Um, It can be applied in several different places. Many of us just, you know, do a deep spiritual friendship with people and it can work in those places as well. Yeah. So the is there anything else about the real life process that, uh, that, that is applicable to our conversation today that you wanted to? Oh, that's a great question. You know, the four steps that we take people through is helping them to form that real life view. You know, what do I know about myself through the Enneagram, through, uh, you know, purpose mission statement in their life, through what are the big areas of focus that my life is about spiritually, health, relationships, financially, all those things. So it's a pretty, pretty deep dive in that step one. That's where this modern day role of life. And then something I would say that might be interesting is I was originally also worked with a tool called the 12 week year. Mm -hmm. So uh, many people might be familiar with that. It's working in 90-day processes. So that's what we do in the second step of the process is we learn to say, how do I want to move forward in my life in different areas and also maybe in my professional work? So we work in that productivity space of 90-day rhythms is what I like to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely working in a rhythm. Uh, Then we move into the practicality of putting that into your calendar and time blocking. And then the last step in our process, which I think is the sustainability piece, is how do I rest mm-hmm. in a Sabbath rest? How do I find renewal in a day off that's just life-giving? And then how do I review my life, not only weekly in some way, and we have a process to do that, but also in a rhythm of retreat, uh, Every you know, 90 days or so, how can you set up a day of retreat for your own self or maybe for you and your spouse to get away and have some of this as well? Oh, that's beautiful. I just really appreciate how integrated your thought processes are and your Thank frameworks you. for thinking. Thank and um, I know some people that listen to this podcast who have gone through, listened to my life before, um, might just be interested in in, uh, in contacting, how might they do that? Well, thank you. You actually can go to our website at therealliferocess.com. 
Now we do spell real life a little bit differently. So it's the T-H-E-R-E-A-L-I-F-E, only one L in real life, reallifeprocess.com. And you can uh, check it out on the website. We have a free typing guide for the Enneagram. If that's not a tool you're familiar with, you can download a little guide sheet about that. You can check out our in-person and virtual retreats and and how you would work with the process or maybe even consider being a facilitator of the process. That's something new that we've added in this just in the last three or four months. So we're excited about that as well. Which is awesome. I saw you gathered, uh, I saw pictures that you had posted on, uh, on Facebook of the, of the group that you had gathered at the farm. Yes, yes. You get to come to the farm in Southern Illinois. We're still a working grain farm. So it's a lot of fun to hang out on the farm. Which is awesome, awesome, awesome. So, <laughs> hey, thanks, Teresa, for joining me today. Um, Thank you. How what fun. A, what a blessing you are. And just uh, thanks for paying attention to your life well so that you can be a blessing to others. Thank you, Sharon. It's been fun to have the conversation. Bye-bye. This podcast is sponsored by OneLifeMaps.com, creators of unique visual life mapping materials titled Listen to My Life, Maps for Recognizing and Responding to God in My Story. Go to OneLifeMaps.com to purchase your Listen to My Life portfolio of visual life maps. While you're there, check out our upcoming virtual coaching groups, live workshops, and options for you to facilitate the Listen to My Life experience with others. That's OneLifeMaps.com. O-N-E-L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S.com. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. You can help support this podcast and the work of One Life Maps by supporting us on Patreon. Go to www.patreon.com slash onelifemaps to pledge $5 or more per month and get weekly audio meditations to help you recognize and respond to God in your story. Thank you for tuning in to the One Life Maps podcast. Until next time, make the most of this one life that you've been gifted. Thank you.